Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. This is a show about stock market investing. Thanks for being here. As always, what I'm trying to share with you is information directly off our trading desk. I'm managing my own capital and that of other investors. I've been doing it over 30 years. This is a show about what I call quantamental investing. It's the combination of quantitative execution, that's computer learning, it's AI that we use on this desk, and a fundamental foundation. And that's the information edge that I'm sharing with you. Today, it's the week in review. It's Friday. We're going to cover a lot of ground. We're going to talk about the cannabis stocks. We're going to go over utilities, treasuries, and gold. What is that telling us? And then I'll deep dive a little bit down into individual stocks. We'll talk about uh, innovative properties, IIPR. I'll touch on AFRIA for a minute, APHA, and I'll round it out with a discussion about IBM after their earnings announcement this week. So let's get to it. Don't forget, I'm not telling you what stocks to buy because I don't know you. I couldn't possibly do that, okay? But um, what I will do is share my knowledge, what I'm doing, Okay, and hopefully help you learn from my successes and my failures and make you a better investor. As always, if this um, discussion speaks to you, give me a like. I would appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe if you're not already a subscriber. All right. Let's um, let's tackle the first step of managing capital correctly, and that's risk management. Armor stands for algorithmic risk management research. So what I want to do first, as always, is go over the indexes. We have our algorithms designed for the top seven indexes we use to determine flow of capital, right? Three out of four stocks follow the market. So you got to start there. Now we've been in a rip roaring stock market since September. And you all who follow this channel know that I gave you the, 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 the green light, if you will, to start putting capital to work in September and October. Mm-hmm. Now, I told you on our desk, mm-hmm. this is a live trading desk, so I might have to pick up the phone. Bear with me. But I told you on our trading desk, we were going to focus on dividend-paying stocks. Very simple reason. $16 trillion of negative interest rates around the world is forcing capital and a huge, huge portion of investable capital out of government bonds up the chain or maybe down the chain 
looking for higher yield. And so for our equity portfolios, we want to focus on blue chip companies paying a yield of better than 4% with growth prospects. That's where we focus. Now, you can make a lot of money buying things like Tesla. Okay, go for it. Nothing wrong with that. But for my capital, I like to see a dividend check show up in my account and pay my bills. So in this market at this moment, I'm focusing all my attention there because of what's happening to interest rates. Since September and October, the Fed has added more than $400 billion of liquidity into the system. I'm not going to go into the whole reasons for it. Nobody quite knows what's going on with the repo market. Um, the Fed keeps saying it's not, not a big uh, a problem. These are all the things we heard in 2008. Um, but of course, the difference this time around is the Fed just keeps printing money. The Fed knows the playbook. When there's a financial problem, when there's underlying weakness financially in the system, we don't need a crisis anymore. We just pump cash into the system. The Fed says they're going to add a trillion dollars to their balance sheet by April. So we've already got $400 billion. They're going to add another $600 billion between now and then. And that's why the stock market's up. Now, that does not preclude a market sell-off, about 10 15% back down to the mean for any possible reason, okay? And so for my personal capital, when I want to commit more capital is on the weakness. And when we have uh, asset prices trading in the S&P, let's say, more than two and a half standard deviations above the 200-day moving average, that's when I just enjoy the ride with all the stocks I've already bought. I raise my stops to protect myself, to make sure I'm booking profits. And during the next sell-off, I'll have cash to take advantage of the weakness. And depending on how that sell-off unfolds and when, that's when we'll step up and perhaps add some growth stocks to the portfolio or continue to add dividend stocks to the portfolio. So for right now, when we look at our algorithms on the indexes, they're all so extended that the call continues to be enjoy the ride higher, avoid the desire to chase the market. Okay? Now, let's discuss. You guys were on this call a couple weeks ago, and I highlighted for you an issue that was bothering me about the market. I said that you uh, the um, transportation average and the small cap index was dramatically underperforming the rest of the market, and that could be early signs of weakness. And the very next week, small caps blew out to the upside, right? Okay. Look, you don't need another guy cheerleading a bull market. You get it on CNBC all day long. You get guys promoting stocks all the time. That's just, you don't need me for that. Okay, go enjoy other channels for that. What I'm talking to you about is managing your risk correctly so long-term you can increase your net worth and do it in a meaningful way by using quantitative execution and information about particular investments. That's what I'm trying to do for you. 
So right now, it's a discussion about risk management. So I'm going to highlight something else for you today. And I want to ask you, what do you think it means? Okay, so let's go to the videotape. All of you who know Warner Wolf will know that quote. And I know I've just totally dated myself, but um, so be it. All right. Whew, what I want to share with you is this. Okay, you ready? Hold on. Here we go. Okay. Side by side, you're looking at two daily charts of the ETFs, TLT, which are treasuries, U.S. treasuries, the 20-year-plus treasuries, and the utility index. The utility index is on the right. What in the world is going on with utilities? They are literally skyrocketing. They're trading like growth stocks. Look at that explosion that's taken the index more than two and a half standard deviations above the 200-day moving average. It's an absolute skyrocket. And on the left is treasuries. Now, Armor Insiders are aware that we added TLT to our Armor portfolios under 140. We did it just a couple days ago. The reason's very clear when you look at these charts. Utilities are blowing out, and utilities and treasuries generally follow each other. One leads the other depending on when. But what this so so what I'm looking at here, my expectations on TLT is for a move up to that two and a half standard deviation mark, which is up around 152.50 at the moment. And you can see it's traded up there at that teal line. Can you see this? Yeah, you can see my handy, right? This, this right up here, this right here, this is the two and a half standard deviation point. And in this case, it blew out above it. And if I were to change this to three standard deviations, you'd see it would fit this chart almost perfect. And that'll take you up to a price of about 155 on TLT. And we're in there below 140. Okay. I'm going to be creating an Armor Insider eyes only video about how we are going to manage our TLT position. It has a two and a half percent yield, right? Because it's treasuries. It pays monthly. But there is going to be a way for us to, at the very least, I think, double that yield over a 12 month period. So if this entry is right and treasuries follow utilities and make their way up to that two and a half standard deviation, three standard deviation mark above the 200 day, we are then going to do some things to that position. We'll have big gains already in it from a principal standpoint. We're going to add more income to our account. So I will create for Armor Insiders, your eyes only, a video about how we're going to add uh, uh, income to that position when the time comes, okay? Right now, what we're doing is we're just looking at this here, and we're saying there's a clear breakout occurring on treasuries, and we see utilities skyrocketing. Now, I'm going to take it a step further. Take a look at this chart, okay? That's the chart of gold. 
That's the chart of gold. Those of you who know me, who've been following this channel, know we have focused on gold and gold mining companies for the last X amount of months now. You see that first green box down there, April of last year, April, May, June of last year. Gold broke out, skyrocketed, pulled back just like treasuries. They're almost identical charts. It's just gold's a little bit uh, moving faster than treasuries are. If treasuries follow through on this breakout like gold has, you're going to see treasuries up at 150, 152 in a fairly short amount of time. What is this telling us? Why are gold and treasuries and utilities moving higher together in an aggressive fashion? Okay, here are two reasons. And I don't know the answer. I'll be honest with you. I don't know. Answer number one. You know, if you look over decades of research, when these three assets are going up significantly all at the same time, this tells us smart money is moving into defensive assets. Now, that doesn't guarantee that the equity market's topped, but it shows you a rotation of capital to manage risk from smart money. Okay? So at the very least, time to manage risk which coincides and agrees with our algorithms about the big equity indexes. It's time to manage risk. Treasuries are a great way to manage risk. If equity markets suffer dramatically for some reason we can't foresee, treasuries generally catch a serious bid and protect capital. It's a better way really of shorting small. I mean, at some point I'm going to short small caps again, but right now, Owning treasuries is a win-win. I collect my yield. We get a move higher. We see other assets that generally go with treasuries blowing out to upsides. And it's a great way to protect our portfolio. So to wrap up this section of the video and the discussion that I'm having with you, we're enjoying the upside in the market, but we're cognizant of the fact that risk is elevated and we're doing things now to protect ourselves so we don't give back all our returns. Okay. Now. Um, okay. Alexander asking me about what do I think of oil stocks in the next couple of weeks? Oh, you know what? Let me, before I get to that, let me just say, I said, there's two reasons why these three indexes are going up. One is that risk management, smart money, protected assets. The other reason could be, that we've got another $600 billion worth of liquidity coming to the market. Smart money sees it. And that means rates are going to continue to go down. Right? So the market keeps going up and gold goes up and utilities go up and treasuries go up. Everything goes up because there's so much capital creation from central banks. That's totally possible. Look, since 2008, Things that you learn in a textbook in your finance classes just don't compute. They don't count for anything. Thinking the markets go up and down based on economic cycles is antiquated. It's a joke. Markets go up and down because Fed adds or reduces liquidity. 
Fed reduced liquidity to 2017, 2018. The market had a down year. Fed turned around and opened the spigots in 2019. Stock market's up 30%. Okay, please don't pretend it's anything else. So what we got to do is keep our eye on the ball, what the Fed's doing. So it's very possible all assets are going to levitate because there's so much cash coming into the system. It could just be that. It doesn't have to be a negative harbinger. But I just can't get out of my mind, having done this for over 30 years, that when you see those three assets charge higher together, it tells you risk is on the rise and you've got to be defensive. Oil stocks. I don't know what's the matter with oil stocks, right? I mean, the price of oil is collapsing. We have way too much natural gas out there. It's imploding. Um, Armor Insiders, again, you know we were raising cash, booking profits in our energy positions the end of last week, early this week. Okay, so even though I love Occidental and I love Schlumberger because I love those dividends, I'm not going to hold those stocks if they hit my raise stop. I'm going to book profits. You know, theoretically, we made enough money on the principal that it, it's, it's, it's a lot more than what dividends would have been by the end of the year. Right. So I book my profits. They crater back down. And to answer your question, Alexander, if they if they uh, set up again, if our algorithms give us another entry point, I'll be right back at them. But it is very odd how those things are acting. All right, so let's um, let's move on. Um, let's get to the cannabis discussion, okay? Let's see you guys asking some questions. So let's talk cannabis. Cannabis has had a consolidation week. There's nothing wrong with that. Had a big week. Now it's going to consolidate. It's right back to the 50-day moving average, kind of fighting that area. Um, so I don't have much to add there. But I did want to just touch on a couple of topics. I told you guys last week that the focus of this desk is to own MJ, the ETF. At this stage in the cycle, we want to make sure we make money as cannabis stocks go up. We don't want to pick the name that dilutes shareholders with a capital raise. The second stage, or the third stage, third wave, if you will, is where we'll add individual names. Okay? At the start of this year, we know a lot of cannabis companies need capital, don't have access to it. They're going to be raising capital. I even highlighted AFRIA, APHA, after the last earnings announcement. They got over $450 million of cash in the balance sheet. And yet they just did a capital raise today. And the stock is down 5% on the news because it's dilutive. And I would have put them in the category of they have enough cash, right? They say they want to raise some cash to do their international expansion, whatever. My point being, if Afria, who already has a bunch of cash, is doing a capital raise, you better believe the guys who don't have enough cash are desperate to do it. And this is why you don't want to step on any landmines of companies that have to raise capital. So on our desk, for my money, I'm not telling you what to do. I don't know you. I couldn't possibly say go buy this stock and don't buy that one. Your risk tolerance is different than mine, and I respect that. I'm just sharing with you my knowledge and my experience. At this stage in the cycle, I want the whole group. I don't want single stock risk. Okay? Moving on to innovative properties, IIPR. I've talked about this a lot here. 
Armor Insiders, you know, at the start of the year, I did a video for you guys just about IIPR. In that video, I talked about a risk, right? The risk is companies going to want to raise capital. And every time they announce a capital raise, the stock goes down initially. But I love when they do a capital raise. It's a REIT. It's different than Afria doing a capital raise, which is a company or any of these other growers who are running out of money and they do a capital raise. That's different. That's a dilution. And I don't know when I'm going to see our earnings reflect the, the benefits of that cash raise. Innovative Properties is a REIT. Their job literally is to go raise capital and then put the capital out and increase the dividend. That's how this works. So they raised $40 million in the fourth quarter last year, and they just announced a $150 million raise right now, and they just did it today. Bang, it's done. $73.25 was the price they priced it at. And the stock's trading at um, $78.32 right now. Stock's only down a dollar. They increased their float 17%, and the stock's just down a dollar. I know you could say to me it was up yesterday, and so it gave ground yesterday. It's true. Somebody knew they were going to do the secondary, right? So the stock's down one point today. I mean, uh, 1%. Um, oh, yeah, it's a dollar, dollar, dollar 12. Okay. The reason the stock bounced so quickly, I mean, it was trading at $75, you know, last night and 74 and change. People were panicking. Now the stock's 78. The reason the stock is moving higher and, and, and is not, it's not a negative when they do a capital raise is because this company, if you believe that they can put that money out, in other words, invest it in cannabis grow facilities in the U.S. in the next six to nine months, which is what they've been doing, which is incredible, by the way. The average rate raises money. It takes 12 to 24 months to place the capital, and they've been placing it in six to nine months. If they keep doing that and they keep placing it at a yield of better than, let's say, 12%, then we're going to see the dividend increase this year. And as a REIT owner, that's what I want. It's a 5% yield now. Who knows what it'll yield by the end of the year? So I love this capital raise. They must see an opportunity. The CEO of the company was buying shares the last three or four months. Now, insiders sell stock all the time for all kinds of different reasons. Maybe they need cash to buy a house. Who knows what they're doing? But there's only one reason an insider buys a stock, right? And his average price was around 73. If you look at what he bought, his average price was around $73. And they do the secondary at 73 and a quarter, and the stock is 78. Think about that. Don't ever be scared out of a stock because someone barks at you that there's insider selling. Insiders sell for all kinds of personal reasons, but they only buy for one reason. It's because they understand their business and they see opportunity. All right, enough said on that. Not a recommendation for you to buy. I don't know you. If you want one-on-one -on -one communication to help build your portfolio, manage risk and whatnot, become an Armor Insider. I'd love to talk to you and help you out one-on-one. -on -one. But for the sake of this video, these are my personal opinions about how I'm going to manage my own assets and what matters to me.
Um, okay. In this context, could return. Not exactly sure that question, Lucas. Not exactly sure. Yeah, now Afria has a lot more money. And eventually, I mean, I think Afria is not a bad company to own. I really do. They're, they've got a lot of cash. You know, but to me, that's the second phase. Let's see if MJ can make its way to the 200-day moving average, which is around 23, 24. Then it'll pull back again, set up, and that next move higher is where I'll put money out in individual names that have the most amount of cash. All right. Um, and I agree with you, uh, Abel, right? CGC and Kronos, a couple other guys with lots of cash. All right. Um, Let's wrap up real quick. I just wanted to um, share with you some thoughts about this chart right here. Just give me a second here. Let's, okay, and then we're going to do this. All right, and then we're going to go IBM. Okay, those of you who know me, who've been following this channel, Armor Insiders, you know, uh, IBM is always a, a favorite dividend payer for us. Let's just go over real quick the earnings announcement, okay? Right here, last year in January, the same quarter, stock gapped up because the company beat expectations on revenue and earnings. Then the stock basically traded sideways the rest of the year while we collected a 4.5% dividend yield because IBM could not put two quarters together of revenue growth. So here we are today. It's a year later this week, right? And the stock gaps up because they're able to beat revenue and earnings expectations and they raise guidance. Let's see what 2020 holds for the stock. What I wanted to share with you though is, you know, if they can't put two quarters in a, in a row together of revenue and earnings growth, then the stock's going to keep meandering. Okay. I was tweeting out as the call was happening that analysts do not believe what management is saying. They don't believe that the company can deliver in 2020 the way the company expects. So if the company does, this is going to be a big winner. But in order to get that acceleration in stock price, I think you're going to need two quarters in a row where they outperform, they show margin expansion, they show revenue growth, their hybrid cloud is really taking off. And then we'll see, then I'll be much more bullish on the stock. But for right now, hey, it's perfect piece to an overall dividend portfolio where I'm collecting yield. Okay? So... Enough said. Listen, um, guys, oops, sorry about that. Again, if you've liked it, please make sure to like it for me. I appreciate it. Subscribe to the videos. I'd love to have you. And um, remember rule number 76. No excuses. Play like a champion. Have a great weekend, guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.